SAFM leading the conversation. The viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. Hashtag health on Monday, how to handle COVID-19 and malaria on your upcoming holiday. If you have ideas on this, give us a call, 011-714-2006. Otherwise, the guy with the main ideas, Mr. Sherwin Charles, co-founder of Goodbye Malaria. Whilst this year has been overshadowed by COVID-19 pandemic, malaria is still an epidemic that remains deadly in the region, SADC. As we get closer to the holiday season, it is important to understand what threat these diseases pose, at what stage, how treatment should be administered, and the prevention measures themselves should be undertaken. It is therefore essential for citizens traveling to a malaria area or areas to understand the differences between malaria and COVID-19 symptoms. Goodbye Malaria, the organization, collaborates with world-class partners, including the Global Fund, private organizations and the governments of Mozambique, South Africa and Eswatini to eradicate this scourge. On the line, Mr. Sherwin Charles. Good evening, sir. Thanks for your time. Good evening. How are you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you? Good, thank you. And thanks for having me on. Thanks for being on the line. I've taken yellow, what do you call those shots? Yellow fever shots before? I've taken Yellow mal- fever. <laughs> I've taken malaria tablets before and thankfully I've never had to worry. But many, of course, have succumbed to malaria, particularly as one looks to move towards the eastern side of the country, northern province of Limpopo, Mpumalanga and Mozambique and Eswatini being the seriously dangerous areas for a South African anyway. Tell us more about that, please. Yeah, um, I think that... Um your challenge um, in South Africa is that malaria is not um, high on the list of priority of diseases um, that are prevalent. And so we don't get to hear much of the malaria challenge within the country. However, um, in our neighbor Mozambique, which mm. is one of the top five worst countries for malaria in the world, um, where they've had more than 10 million cases of malaria last year. Um, It's certainly the number one um, disease um, that affects the country right now. And so we see in South Africa that um, we not only affected by having malaria that is transmitted locally, but we also get what is known as imported malaria from our neighbors, both uh, being Zimbabwe and and Mozambique, where the prevalence of the disease is a lot higher. Um, as you may correctly uh, mentioned, um, the challenge within our borders is within three provinces, uh, which is Limpopo, Mpumalanga, and Northern KZN. Um, the cases of malaria within Northern KZN are minimal and really are along the border um, with Mozambique. Um, but in Pumalanga and Limpopo, we've seen that local transmission um, has occurred and, and that there are hotspots um, within those provinces, especially along the eastern side of those provinces uh, and in Limpopo on the northern, the northern side. 
For South Africans particularly, we don't seem to have that kind of conversation as much as, as you've correctly said, we should. Malaria, for the most part, first of all, it's something that is talked about largely in summer when the mosquitoes are out and when it's warm and the rains are there. But generally, even then, in specific regions, those that I'd mentioned earlier, for instance, it's not a conversation somebody from the Eastern Cape would be having because we just don't worry about that. Is there a reason behind that? Should that remain the case or should we even be more alert than currently we are as a nation in relation to the dialogue around malaria? So so the, the challenge with malaria um, is that it needs mosquitoes to transmit it. Um, the curse and the challenge, I would say. Um, but you also need somebody who has the parasite within their blood that the mosquito would pull that parasite from to, tran- to, to transmit it. And so if you look at malaria, it needs a host who has the parasite, the mosquito biting the host, picking up the parasite, and in a few days later, transmitting it on to somebody else. And that's how malaria gets transmitted from, from one host to the other via, via the mosquito. So, of course... Um, you first need the mosquitoes in the area that transmit malaria. And, and the most common one uh, for us is the Anopheles mosquito. Um, that's a type of mosquito that has the ability to transmit malaria. Not all mosquitoes can transmit the disease. So I think that um, if you look at the Eastern Cape, there's areas that don't have um, that specific um, type of mosquito that can be a transmitter of malaria. So there, there are areas where you wouldn't find any malaria then, uh, because you don't have the type of mosquito to transmit. But then also you don't have any of the hosts who are sitting with the malaria disease or parasite that then can be onward transmitted. Let's continue the conversation after the break, Mr. Sherwin Charles. I'm just going to ask you now, which will be a final question to you, the difference in symptoms between malaria and COVID-19, because there are differences, albeit slight, and more importantly, what holidaymakers who would be in these regions, what they should look to do to make sure they keep themselves and their families safe. After the break, you will be on the line to tell us a little bit more about that. The Viewpoint, 8 to 10 p.m. Flipping conventional wisdom on its head. Songhez Omapete on SAFM. Yeah, Mr. Show and Charles, co-founder Goodbye Malaria, How to Handle COVID-19 and Malaria in your upcoming holidays. And of course, for you to be able to do that, you need to be able to distinguish between the two, a conversation of the symptoms. Thoughts, please, Sherwin. Yeah, thank you very much. As we've seen with um, COVID, it it really does um, have a host of different symptoms um, that that are related, and and we seem to find more as as our doctors and scientists understand um, understand more about the disease. I think we can talk about the similarities um, between COVID and malaria, um, and it starts with. Um, getting a temperature, getting a fever, um, um, having a headache, um, having, you know, feeling tired and, and fatigued. Um, those are the symptoms that are similar between COVID and, and malaria. What you wouldn't normally get with malaria 
the sense of losing your smell and your and your sense of taste. But but the challenge is that uh, the common ones would be the fever, would be the fatigue, uh, would be the headaches. And so we're really saying to people coming into transmission season, um, now that the rains have arrived, um, really this summer, please be aware that if you are feeling those symptoms, that you don't just test for COVID um, if you are in an, in an endemic malaria area. So if you're in an area that is known to have cases of malaria, please have a malaria test done as well. It's a rapid diagnostic test. It, it, it'll give you your results within 10 minutes, and, and it's pretty easily to effect it. So no need for a laboratory. It's, it, it would be done by a nurse. Um, and they would give you results pretty quickly. So we're really asking people um, to be aware, living within an, within a malaria area, that they should test for malaria. The worst you could say to someone, um, if it is malaria, is to self-isolate without seeking medical treatment. Mm. And and it's important that if it's young children, that, that those children are treated for malaria as soon as possible. We know that malaria kills those under five pretty quickly. And, and your 80% of your malaria deaths are really children under the age of five. Yeah, chilling, but nonetheless a reality. Mr. Sherwin Charles, thank you so much for that conversation. Here's hoping that it will find resonance, especially with those in malaria-affected countries and those just generally looking to travel in this country. You can never be too cautious with one's life, I suppose, is the ultimate message in all of that. Mr. Sherwin Charles, a good evening to you, sir. Thank you so much, Sangeet. Excellent. Co-founder of Goodbye Malaria. And let's make it indeed a conversation about a disease that once was goodbye malaria in our lifetime after the break miss mandy sambenenge pr brand specialist at unilever world toilet day a conversation after that